0: So our uh, our Hebrew Bible text today is actually Jeremiah twenty nine one four three seven. So if you're on the in the pew Bibles, that's six eighty seven, uh, and hear these messages from the prophet Jeremiah. These are the words of the letter that the prophet Jeremiah sent from Jerusalem to the remaining elders among the exiles, and to the priests, the prophets, and all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had taken into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters themselves. Multiply there and do not decrease. But seek the welfare of the city as well, where I have sent you into exile, and pray to the Lord on its behalf. For in its welfare, you will find your welfare. Gracious God, in my words, or in spite of them, make your truth made known to us, your people. Amen. So, when I was thinking about this text, um, especially the gospel reading today, uh, I, wanted, I, I started thinking about gratitude and giving thanks, and it was always a, a big culture in my family to give thanks uh, if I received a gift. So, whether it was a birthday party or at Christmas— Uh, We had a particular process uh, in my house. We were very type A, I would say. Uh, And so what would happen is step one, I would open the gift, identify the gift. Step two, my mom would take the, the to from label before I could crumple it up and she would tape it back onto the gift. And then the gift got put back under the tree until which time, the next morning, when I would be handed a stack of thank you notes, and as I wanted, I suppose, it was always one at a time, I would write a letter, and then it was free for me to use and play with. <laughs> and this happened throughout my childhood, and we were always very good about sending those as quickly as possible. Uh, and, and it sort of bled into um, just how I approach um, all of the gift giving in my life. Um, But as I've gotten older, I've realized that sort of saying thank you doesn't always seem to be enough anymore. Uh, So this past Christmas, I received a great gift uh, from my brother's girlfriend uh, who uh, we love dearly. And she um, got me this amazing pot. It was a white porcelain pot with three succulents on it. Right, Succulents being those plants that you can't kill and uh and she told me this whole story about how she saw this pot and it fit would fit perfectly in my house and she noticed i didn't have anything growing and thought this would be a great addition to my apartment and uh i said thank you very much great you know sent her a thank you note the next day uh and um and we went on our way i placed the plant over into the corner and about three months later i returned to that corner for the first time and we can all we all know kind of what happened uh the succulents had completely dried up they were unsalvageable and uh i was mortified because the first thing i'm thinking to myself is i can't invite her back to my apartment (laughs) ever ever so now we have uh, a, a long distance relationship uh she and i um But I realized in this that that it's not enough just to say thank you in uh, in our lives, right? When we receive a gift, there is this expectation that we would use the gift in some way. Uh, We would cherish it, right? And we probably all have an experience maybe not as dramatic as mine. Maybe you received a a sweater from a family member that just wasn't your style, um, but it didn't come with a gift receipt. So once every year when they arrive, no matter if it's July, Or December, you put on that sweater that is that may still have the tag on it, right? Or, or that piece of art that you hang up on the walls—it has a special place uh, in the back of your uh, your closet for most of the year. But when that that loved one comes in, you bring it out. And I think we do this a lot with our gifts that were given from God, right? We uh, we don't always necessarily appreciate them. We don't always act on them. We may be able to recognize them, but uh, we aren't able to uh, take that next step to use them, and uh, I want to suggest that today in this gospel passage that, that we are called by uh, the, the the words to use those gifts uh, in the service of others. Right. So uh, we get into this story. Um, Jesus comes into this this town and he meets ten lepers leprosy would have been a condition that would have been really painful and it would have created social uh a social stigma that would have distanced them from the rest of the world uh, the 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 town and so when he enters in um they they plead with him to heal them right jesus master have mercy on us right and jesus says to them go and show yourselves to the priests uh and as they went they are healed and, of course, the next, the next thing is kind of the, the most poignant part where one of the Samaritans realizes that they've been healed and turns around and goes back and thanks, Jesus. And Jesus, in sort of a rhetorical way, you can imagine, he's like kind of miffed. He's like, weren't there ten of you that I healed? Uh, but, but you, sir, you or ma'am, you have uh, been healed. Your faith has made you well. So we have this whole kind of narrative um, which I think we can apply to our gifts um, because I think it, fo- it kind of follows four, four steps, if you will. First, there, that we have to have gifts. And, and the spoiler alert, we all do. Uh, we have gifts. We have to notice the gifts. We have to give thanks for the gifts and then uh, reflect on them. So to begin with... Uh, I wanna suggest that this idea of healing, uh, we can apply to this, the idea of gift giving, right? As I said before, uh, heal, you know, these lepers would have experienced social ostracization, they would have experienced deep pain, right? Um, and so it really is truly a gift that they receive this healing, right? And, and similarly, when we're talking about gifts, um, I think we kind of lose sight of all the plethora of gifts that are out there, we think about gifts um, kind of secularly. We use the locution of gifts to talk about things we put on our resume. I'm really good at quantitative analysis, right? And, and, or I'm really good at wordsmithing. I'm really good at raising money. I'm really good at um, inspiring people. These are, all ta- these are all abilities that we offer to someone. Uh, and and this, is, this is great. This is fine. But I think it, it also... Um, limits how we think about gifts. Because I think there's, there's some other types of gifts that we also bring with us that unlock uh, possibilities for us, right? We're gifted, we never earned the, the skin color that we walk around with or the gender that we were born into or uh, any of the privileges that were, are afforded to us by, na- by our very nature, uh, the socioeconomic status that we happen to be born into or not. Uh, And privilege doesn't, and and a privilege isn't, it's not necessarily a gift to be privileged positively. We can also offer a gift of perspective if we maybe don't experience privilege. So privileges can be a gift. Passions can also be a gift. I wish that I were gifted with the passion of software engineering, because it would be really easy for me to get a great job and live that, you know, that that lifestyle if i loved to code and i know people who are and and aren't they uh they are they are gifted with that passion similarly you might be gifted with a passion for something else um social justice and i don't pit them against each other they're simply gifts things i'm interested in that have led me on a path that fuel me gifts or experiences We've all been gifted with the way that we navigate this world, both positively and negatively, and it informs how we uh, address social concerns uh, and and informs how we think about things. So whether our experiences lead us to Japan uh, or lead us to uh, down the street, um, we we have those experiences to draw on when we think about uh, the perspective that we have on the world. Uh, and similarly, these opportunities that, that just arise naturally in the world. I, you happen to sit next to someone today. Did you say hi to them? Right? There's an opportunity, right? There's also not an You don't have to always take every opportunity that's placed before you. But if we start to reimagine gifts, not simply as these innate things that are, that are useful, but are all of the ways that we navigate the world... Uh, I think that we can take a posture of gratitude, um, and I think that's maybe perhaps what was missing uh, for the lepers who did not come back um, to Jesus. So there's this sense of gift-giving and knowing our gifts, um, and then there's the second thing, right? So we have the lepers, they receive a gift, and then there's this idea of noticing the gift, right? So we get this, the, the, the leper... Um, says where does he say it um one of them he saw that he was healed right and, and there's, so there's having gifts and then there's realizing that they're gifts um and i think this gets into this concept of call that we're talking about right it's not enough just to have a gift we want to put it into some sort of um work for for the king, uh the kingdom And so uh, one of the ways that we've been thinking about call uh, in this church is uh, using a a bit of a schematic here, a two-by-two matrix, for um, those of you who do like visuals, uh, and thinking about call on two axes. Um, One, the sort of vertical call, thinking about who is the caller, right? And uh, the caller at kind of one extreme is God, right? So God sends a call um, and you hear it, you, you get the phone call from God, um, to use the, the children's sermon, uh, and then on the other extreme is the human, right? This is something that I, as a, as Steve, can alone discern based on my abilities, right? And everything in between, this is a spectrum, remember, uh, and then on the, on the vertical axis, or horizontal axis, we're talking about, uh, the type of call, Right. So we can have on the far, uh, your far left, individual call. So as Steve, I'm personally called to a particular thing because of all of the gifts that I have. Uh, And then on the uh, your your uh, right side, communal call, uh, which is uh, as a group, we are called. Right. So um, the Jews are the chosen people. They are called into exile as a group. It's not because you are an individual. It's because you're part of a group that you are called to this nature. Um, And we can give examples. If you're looking at the far left, this sort of individual called by God, we're thinking about Moses here, right? Or we're thinking about the phone call from God. Uh, If we're thinking the far right, uh, top right, we're thinking about the chosen people. Or maybe even uh, if we were listening to that Jeremiah text, this is the call that God sends to the the Israelites saying, use your gifts, right? Uh, I've given you houses, live in them. I've given you food, eat it. Um, So we see this sort of communal call. On the the bottom left, uh, we're we're talking about individual calls that are discerned. This is like your self-help book, right? Where you, if you fill out all of the, the little boxes, then you can determine what your call is. And then the bottom right. Um, the example I would give is sort of um, the Buddhist call to non-self, right? All Buddhists are called to relinquish themselves. It's not about who you are personally. It's about your, your journey towards um, a sense of non-self, right? And then there's all sorts of examples in between. You'll see the dots. These are uh, people in our congregation and how they think about call, right? So uh, there is no right answer here. But just to think about how we can listen and notice our calls. Um, if we're always waiting for that phone call from God, then we may never actually realize that all of the gifts that we've already been uh, bestowed upon us, right? Um, maybe we put it on silent, or maybe it's on a buzzer, right? That intuition, that sense of a feeling that something we should be doing. Um, so that's, uh, that is how we're thinking about call. And I'll invite you at the end of this to put your own dot onto this um where you see how you think about call but just to bring it back what we're talking about is noticing we're talking about that leper who noticed that he was or she was um was healed and was able to then act on it which is the third point right so it's not enough for me to notice it's not enough for the 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 person called to notice the call um, but, but there is actually uh, a, an action that's required of it. And we see that the leper turns around, I'm imagining, and probably goes in the opposite direction, right? And, and goes back to God, or Jesus, and says, thank you, thank you, right? This sense that gratitude actually uh, requires us to do something. And I think that's probably a huge reason why we don't like to think about our gifts so much, right? Because it creates uh, a dependency, Right. We think about if I if I if I need to receive a gift, it means that there was someone to give it. It means I'm not totally self-sufficient. Right. Which is isn't it our our kind of cultural uh, aspiration to be completely self-sufficient, autonomous, independent. Um, But when we think about gifts, uh, suddenly we didn't uh, we didn't earn any of this. Uh, and then that requires something of us. It requires us to turn the direction in a different way, um, to make a, a movement, uh, to give back, right? Uh, there is that sense that we want, um, we want to give something back. And so we see the leper turn around, so too are we, if we are, are thinking about these gifts as gifts, um, called to, to act, Right? And the final thing that I think is interesting, and this isn't in the text, but it also is in the text. It's if we think about this, Jesus doesn't then when he realizes that only one of those that was gifted the heal, of uh, gifted healing, when he realizes only one of them comes back, it isn't a retroactive. Okay, all the not, the other nine are not suddenly um, can, you know lepers again, right? Um, which I think we, start to, we, we can think about as, as the fact that we all navigate the world with our gifts, no matter if we recognize them and give thanks for them or not, right? Um, so what does this mean for us? Um, when I listen to, there's a podcast I listen to, it's called How I Built This. Um, for those of you who, who haven't, I highly recommend it. It's in fact the only podcast I listen to So, um, but it's on NPR, and it tracks um, the stories of entrepreneurs and how they build the companies that they've become known for. Uh, And while every um, discussion is different, they all end with one final question, which is, uh, how much of your success is based on luck? And how much is based on skill, right? Simple question uh, that has really irked me, frankly, Throughout the time that I have listened to it, and it wasn't until I was, I was thinking about this text that I realized why. Um, because when we pit luck against skill, then we suggest that there are... There, we control all of the skill, and all of our success is based on our ability to do something, right? It's all about us. This is this independent thinking. We're, we're all autonomous. And luck is... If I can't control it, then it must be random, right? And it totally obviates sort of this, this something more that we may have, this gift, right? Uh, we're, not, we're not creating a space for the fact that these perhaps have nothing to do with randomness at all, but maybe are totally out of our control. And, and what happens if we acknowledge that? Well, we'd have to acknowledge that there was something else, a giver, a dependent something else to that that is inspiring us right and it is in in understanding that gift um, that we are obliged to act on it right we are obliged to say thank you and not just thank you writing a thank you card but acting in in that way right acting on that that gift which is uh, uh part of our call and so Today, I don't want you to think about your call because I think th- we'll have we'll have you kind of think about your call here. But it can be really intimidating to think about a call. But I think it can be uh, a lot easier to think about what are our gifts, what has brought us to this place, whether it's this place literally today here or maybe this place in our lives. Well, who are the what were the seemingly random set of events that? Uh, ended up like uh, resulting in you getting married or getting a job or any of the other things that maybe we didn't take um, stock of or maybe don't think about as gifts. Um, I want you to take uh, a second or, or a few seconds to think about those gifts and, and out of that what are we called to do as a result. Um, so think about that today. Uh, I think what's so exciting is that each of us has all of these gifts, right? I can see them And I've seen them in the ways that you act and are. And how we will come together as a group when called um, to really transform the world through that. So I invite you to do that today. Uh, And now I invite you uh, to stand for the hymn 593, Here I Am Lord. (laughs)